Sam. White House is coming out live. My fellow Americans, this is a momentous occasion. It is profoundly moving to know there is intelligent life out there. Alien life. And our world will never feel quite the same again. Once you believe. Martian said, please come to Earth, please. Once you rise above fear. Annihilate! Kill! Kill! Let's not be too rash. Then you'll be invited. Hi there. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Mars Attacks, directed by Tim Burton. Here's a synopsis. Earth is invaded by Martians with unbeatable weapons and a cruel sense of humor. So, I specifically went back and watched Mars Attacks because... This movie traumatized the hell out of me when I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old. I recall my mother and I popping the disc in, saying, oh my goodness, look at this stellar cast of people. We have Tim Burton as the director. We have stars as uh, Jack Nicholson as the president. Glenn Close as the First Lady, Annette Benning as Barbara Land, Pierce Brosnan as Professor Donald Kessler, Danny DeVito as the Rude Gambler, Martin Short, Je- Sarah Jessica Partner- Parker, Michael J. Fox, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman. We have a full-fledged uh, cast of people that you've seen in so many great pieces of media but wow um I don't want to you know give my impressions away of what I thought after watching it but good lord considering this came out um for I think Independence Day came out in July of 1996 Mars Attacks came out um, in December of 1996, it's just a clear-cut winner why Independence Day was just that much better. Why, in every way, I couldn't believe that this was taken to the theaters, um, that it was promoted by WB. Um, I know that they had had some investment with Tim Burton, given his background, um, but good Lord, this was... A, a garbage uh, a movie, in my opinion. It's it's based off of a trading card series, based off of uh, the same name, Mars Attacks. And I had no idea that this was uh, th- what what the history was behind all of this. Apparently, um, Alex Cox uh, tried to make the Mars Attacks film in the early '80s um, before Burton. Um, Based on Wikipedia, they said that nobody was really interested in doing this for the for the budget that they were asking for. And so eventually the budget was um, supplied by WB and it went up to a hundred million dollars, 80 for production and 20 for marketing. 
And the, I don't know where the $20 million went for the marketing. I mean, I feel like they have a star-studded cast. I mean, for the 90s, they were all really big, and they're still relatively big now. But they were all, at, many of them were uh, starting to hit their uh, prime time. And uh, especially people like Jack Nicholson and uh, Glenn Close and uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and even Michael J. Fox. I feel like these people uh, should have been able to sell this movie. I mean, even Natalie Portman was pretty big at the time because she had had, I think, two big um, movies by that by that point. Um, what did, was Natalie Portman in the first? Um, let me see what she had had under her belt before. She had had Leon the Professional, and uh, she was in Heat, um, uh, the movie. And uh, so, yeah, she had at least those two and several other um, acting credits before Mars Attacks. And then from Mars Attacks, um, Natalie Portman went on to Star Wars um, Episode One in 1999. So I, as an eight- or nine-year-old, when I was watching this, I um, probably watched about the first 40 minutes, and I can tell you about when. Um, maybe once we get into the spoilers a little bit more. But um, I what drew this to me the first time was the star-studded cast. I knew it at a young age this was a star-studded cast. And I, I know now it's still, it's still a great cast. But it just feels honestly wasted. So much of the cast is just just taken off unceremoniously. Just the characters don't really matter. And it's uh, it's a shame. I feel like they didn't really know what to do with the tone of the movie. So it's all over the place. The, the plot, if there is a plot, they just basically took a... Uh, uh, aliens come to Earth and they they attack. I mean, it's it's literally what the synopsis is and the title of the movie. It's Mars Attacks. It's really that simple. And in this type of in these type of movies, we generally like to see you know everyone come together. How do we defeat the Martians? Kind of thing. And we follow generally one or two plot lines that make it interesting to, you know, save the family, save the world kind of thing. That Very similar to what Independence Day was doing, um, which had come out several months earlier. That I, I, I don't know what they were trying to go with this, with this movie. Um, it felt like there was just like an ensemble cast that they were like, okay, we got this guy. We got Jack Nicholson over here. We got Michael J. Fox and Sarah Jessica Parker over here. And we have no tangible storyline that really makes any fucking sense. And uh, as a young boy, you're not, or as a, as a child, I was not thinking like, wow, this is just a really shitty movie or anything like that. I was like, okay, there's a lot of people in it and it's not a great, it's not a great narrative, but let's see where it goes. So as the movie was going, I uh, as I'm, I'm young again in this uh, flashback, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this is uh, star-studded, looks great for, uh, I guess, a 90s movie in my opinion. I guess I was watching it in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, the effects look pretty decent for me um, having, a, having a young eye. Now, when I'm older, I could clearly tell this is some shitty computer animation, but, you know, young me, I didn't know that. So, Tim Burton has always been known for having this uh, 
style of stop motion animation. So this was slightly different than his normal style of animation. This was more computer, early computer animation, um, early CGI. Um, so the actual effects going from um, the computer to the practical effects when when the attack is happening look pretty pretty realistic in my opinion i felt like that the um the way that they blended the effects looked pretty good when it was just you know the computer animation when you're just looking at the aliens personally i didn't think they looked that great didn't age very well for a hundred million dollars that this movie cost it didn't age um terribly that great um but i would say the transition when it goes from computer animation to um, practical effects look pretty good in my opinion um, and that's what scared the hell out of me so we're gonna get a little bit of spoilery talk um, for Mars Attacks if you haven't seen it or you just don't give a shit about the spoilers and want to know a little bit more about this traumatizing event that I I ended up burning this DVD because I was so scared of what had happened on uh, on the screen. So I'll tell you exactly what led me to do that. So I knew that, I knew Pierce Brosnan was in, we're, we're in the spoiler section by now. I knew Pierce Brosnan, I knew Jack Nicholson, I knew, I barely knew Michael J. Fox from uh, Back to the Future, but I, I was aware of these names and Natalie Portman. And uh, when I see the first contact of the aliens going up and uh, and making first contact with the humans. And this stoner, like, throws a damn pigeon in the air, like, oh, peace for all. Oh, my gosh. Fucking, the pigeon gets vaporized, the general gets vaporized, and then, like, everyone gets vaporized. I was in so much shock, eight-year-old me, watching... Everyone get laser gunned to the stomach, to the face, to everywhere, and they're literally uh, it, vapor. They're vaporized, and they go in some of the uh, computer animation shows, like Jack Black's character holding an American flag, sticking it in the ground, and all of a sudden the uh, the laser guns getting him and and it's slowly vaporizing him and all you can see is his face and then he turns into a red skeleton i was like oh my jesus eight-year-old me said fuck this i took that disc out i took the i took the the entire uh dvd case out i started a small fire and i threw that shit in there i said you're going straight to the hells. Like, I was, like, fucking done. I was so done with this shit. I was, like, I could not deal. I um, I just was not playing. I was just... I, I couldn't deal. I couldn't fucking deal. The effects were so traumatizing to young me. Uh, young E. I was just like, fuck, man. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. But uh, that's what led me to uh, check this movie out on Amazon Prime. And uh, I was just like... What the fuck traumatized me when it's such a young age? And uh, re-watching it, yeah, I can definitely see how I was, uh, m you know, Mini-E was 
uh, traumatized. I thought, like, even today, I thought the effects blended from, you know, the computer animation to the practical effects fairly effectively to a way that would be scary to probably someone young, um, such as myself. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching tons of scary movies when I was young, so I was uh, not ready for that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the lack... Um, the lack of narrative, the unceremonious ways that the major characters are taken off, um, it's almost like anybody can go because they're. I guess they're not a completely star-studded cat. I guess they're not getting... By taking off any of these superstars off of the screen, they're saving money for later. And that's what it kind of felt like they were doing. Like, I wanted to stick with a single narrative uh, the majority of the time. And it was very hard with all this jumping around. Jack Nicholson's over here. Sarah Jessica Parker's over here. And none of it really felt cohesive as a story, especially toward the end. Um, the aliens completely don't make any sense. Like, the, the alien bodies, they're wearing fucking... Um, <laughs> they're wearing, like, Speedos or something like that. And they have, like, human... Uh, bodies with Martian heads. It it doesn't make any fucking sense what's going on. And the whole dissection of taking apart people and putting them back together with a dog head on a human body or, a, you know, a, a human head on a dog body. It didn't make any fucking sense. Like none of the Martian stuff made any sense. And they're just bad because we need somebody to be bad. And I, I don't know. I just felt like Independence Day did so much better, and you know, having having seen that, probably everyone probably saw that months before. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, that's probably why this movie didn't make much more than a hundred million. Eventually, I think it only grossed about ten million the opening weekend, which is not shit. So, I mean, the fact that they tried to make this off of a trading card game probably uh, was where the narrative was lacking. It, there was none. Um, some of our favorite characters, some of our favorite movie stars do absolutely nothing in this, and they're in it for only a handful of scenes. Um, I was really disappointed about how Michael J. Fox was taken off really early. I felt like if they would have just kept that character, he could have been the one that you know goes around and finds out you know how to defeat everybody, but it's Lucas Haas' character and his grandma who find out uh, like very, uh, uh, I don't know, anticlimactic, if that's a word, um, <laughs> it was extremely anticlimactic the way they find out that you know these aliens explode or, or they can't take uh, music and their heads explode. I don't know. This is fucking stupid, and just the majority of it just really didn't work for me. I gave it a five out of ten. If I had to do some sort of rating for it, I just I I really feel this is a cult or a niche. A movie where you know like if you want to get with a bunch of friends and watch it I could see it being pretty funny you know with a couple of brews or whatever you, your vice is but um yeah I, I I don't feel it seeing I don't understand why people would ever regard it as like high quality media with the exception of maybe the uh the transition from like stop motion effects and uh you know uh, animation to practical effects because i think that is fairly done decently i can also tell how they used a ton of miniatures in this um uh, this movie i just felt like the the use of miniatures was uh probably the most affordable way to do it and it was obvious in some scenes you know that they're blowing up small you know towns but uh you know i guess you got to work within your budget um i can't believe they spent 
that much money on this. Now that I think about it, a hundred million sounds like a lot for that kind of uh, that kind of movie. I'm I'm pretty sure Independence Day. Don't take my word for it. Let me see what um, um, Independence Day. What the budget was for that, so we can have a quick comparison. So the budget. Oh my goodness! Seriously, the budget is the budget for Independence Day is seventy five million dollars estimated, and that's probably before uh before marketing. So it's got to be very close to Mars Attacks. Can you believe that? Essentially, for the same budget, we got Independence Day with Will Smith and uh, who did we get? Uh, Bill Pullman was in it. We got Jeff Goldblum. Mary McConnell, and we also got a Randy Quaid um, versus Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. Like, if you wrote these two down on paper, with the exception of the trading card uh, writing credit, like the fact that it shows that this is based off of a board game or something like that, or a card game, I would have guessed that Mars Attacks would have been the more superior movie out of the two. Now, uh, Independence Day is shot much more like an action-adventure, um, and this is shot more of, I would say, like a parody sci-fi. So, you, you know, you... you it's it's an interesting comparison is what I would say. And it's interesting to see where it kind of went wrong. I mean, Mars Attacks barely is considered a bomb. And uh, Independence Day went on to create a unfortunate franchise with the Independence Day 2 and possibly 3 coming back. But um, at least the first one was successful with making um, $400 million. So for the same price... Of seventy-five million on the bo- box office for Independence Day, they made a gross of eight hundred and seventeen million dollars, and Mars Attacks, for basically the same budget, made a hundred million dollars. So you, it's it's very interesting to see how where this this went wrong and where it went off the rails and whatnot. Um, I just don't think that they were they had a great script in mind, and they really didn't, to be honest. Um, and it's not that scary, and it's the 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 jokes aren't that great, to be honest. So it's like, well, what do you want? Um, the it's the effects that really work in Independence Day that surpass this. Um, yeah, and I think the the fact that all of these stars feel like they are never in the same room, which really hinders the movie. Um, it's always the stars are paired off. Also, the marketing. The marketing is all over the wall. I, why would you show the dog with uh, a human head on top? It doesn't make sense, in, in my opinion, why you'd ever show that. It doesn't really... I guess it, it's sort of intriguing, but it, it, it's it's spoiling so much of the movie. I, I was watching the first like two minutes of the movie, and then the last 15 seconds is like... All right, this is what happens, this is what happens, this is what happens, this, this is what happens, and this is what happens. And done. It's like, damn, all this shit, like, could have been kept in the dark, and you didn't have to tell everybody all this stuff. And 
I don't know. They they clearly didn't know what they were doing with this and how to market it. Um, you can see where it all went wrong. But uh, yeah, if you liked this Mars Attacks um, podcast, I might have a couple other uh, podcasts that you might be interested in if you like uh, this type of stuff, this, this craziness. Um, to check out our top 10 movies of 2018 featuring Mark. He and I talk about our top 10 movies that we discussed uh, over the course of the year. Um, some of the best, some of the favorites. Um, we talked about Glass 2019. We also discussed Happy Season 1, Episode 1 on Sci-Fi. Check that out. It's a very interesting show. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, quirky. Um, I'd say it's a lot more smartly written. <laughs> it's, it's a show, not a movie. Um, we also checked out um, Fire Fraud, the Fire Festival documentary on Hulu. Fire Festival has two documentaries that have been released on it, and Hulu and Netflix have both been uh, have both released their documentaries, and we have done coverage on both. Be sure to check out those. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Singapore. Um, in Canada, these are the two leading um, geographic locations that are dominating the Lucky Dog podcast listens and views. They um, have also, um, Singapore has given us a fantastic, uh, some individuals from Singapore have given us some fantastic reviews. And we just wanted to appreciate, uh, th- say, th- say thank you. Um, we can't do um, this podcasting, producing, listen, you know, all this type of stuff without your help. Um, so, and if we could get better in any way, if we, if we want to get more people on the air, if you want to get different content, if you want to get questions read, please email us at the lucky dog podcast at gmail.com. We're always trying to expand, get better and understand what our listeners are truly looking for, um, in a good podcast. So thank you for listening. Lucky dog podcast. Check us out on all the good podcast um, players and um, take it easy. That means I don't need to do so. You want to conquer the world? You're going to need lawyers, right? I think they've come to save us. From director Tim Burton. Hey. We all make mistakes, Mr. President. Mars attacks. Not anymore. We're going to take charge of this thing.